Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The radio head of jazz, plus New York's EDM queen with two new songs to listen to first time on the radio. It's all here today at Music Friday Live. Stay with us. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by Solar City, your source for clean, sustainable energy. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. These bands are here to talk with you. You can call in 347-215-7511, or you can email your questions and comments if you're at work and you know you can't really make phone calls. That's okay. Email to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Well, we've got before we talk to our guests, there's a couple of things we need to, to kind of talk about a little bit. And that's the two passing stories that dominated the music world this week. The first one, of course, is the death of international country music icon Merle Haggard. He's one of the founders. He was one of the founders of the Bakersfield Sound with Buck Owen. And the second one is the final episode of American Idol, the reality TV show designed to find and launch music stars and also to make more money than any show in the history of the television. Now, Haggard died on his birthday at the age of 79 after a life of hard knocks, including prison time, five marriages, millions made and lost. But he left a legacy of songs unmatched in any genre, most of them drawn from his own life. He was so prolific, he wrote so much, that he actually wrote a song on the way from his limo to the stage one night. It just was in his head, and he had to get it out. And I just want to say, we love the songs you gave us, Merle, and we miss the ones that you're not here to write. American Idol, however, decided to go out with a splash while it was still possible, while it was still popular. Um, although audience have been, audiences have been cut by two-thirds from their early highs of 30-plus millions, uh, last night it was back in the groove with well over uh, 10 million. More important, unlike some of its competitors, which are really platforms for the judges, not for the, the musicians, Idol really did launch stars. Kelly Clarkson, uh, Allison Arajeta, who was on this show not too long ago, Adam uh, Lambert, Carrie Underwood, Clay Aiken, and many, many more were launched on Idol. Now, Idol's huge profits came not just from the sponsors like Coke, but from a new source, a share of the phone revenue from the text votes sent by viewers. In fact, AT&T claims that Idol actually taught millions of Americans how to text and help launch a new industry. Well, regardless of the truth of that claim, there's no denying that American Idol, which was originally a British TV series, became an American institution, and it's going to be missed. Well, it's going to be missed by at least 10 million people every week. So uh, those are the two passings this week, and um, we're going to move on. We're going to take a break right now to welcome in our affiliates, but when we come back, Nick Valentini, you don't know him, but you will big time. Don't go away. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA. Always on the go. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, host of Music Friday Live, and I want to welcome all of our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network and their radio affiliates. And keep in mind, 
If you have questions or comments for our guest, you can call us, 347-215-7511, or you can email questions to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. If you're listening to us on a podcast, which I know a lot of you do, you can still email questions to our guest, and we will forward them so they can reply directly to you. So anyway, you want to do it. This is an interactive show. Well, another aspect of our interactivity here is that um, we want to remind everybody that Music Friday Live is a partner with World Arts. Now, World Arts is the global music platform that connects artists with fans and brands and industry pros. World Arts offers bands live performances, video shoots, recording sessions, and master songwriting classes. Fans can get new music. They can go to intimate shows at the uh, the World Arts uh, venue in Culver City, California, or at other places around the country where it, it sponsors events. They can also meet their favorite artists. So if you're a band or a fan or a member of the music industry, you should be part of World Arts. And the way you do it is sign up www.worldarts.com. It's free. Okay. It's free. It won't cost you anything. And uh, we're there. So you should be there too. Well, we here at Music Friday Live, we look real hard for emerging talent that has something different, something other than, you know, three guys and a girl in a garage with drums and guitars trying to be indie rockers. So when we were made aware of our next guest. We paid special attention, not only because the band is only six months old and it's already causing a stir, but because their founding energy came from doing things differently, from experimenting. The Nick Valentini Collective plays modern fusion jazz, which is to say they're open to anything and they're so good musically that they can play it. The band's first album is now in the works. We're going to debut two songs that will be on that album that, And let me just say, the band is ready to go. They've got an album in the works. They've got videos up. uh, And best of all, their founder and leader, Nick Valentini, is here himself. And as a special surprise, he's brought along the fabulous guitar player, Nate Schwartz. And he's also joining us. Nick and uh, and Nate, welcome to Music Friday Live. Thanks for having us. It's going well. Um, If you guys could talk separately not together (laughs) that works a lot better okay now nick i'd like to know a little bit about the collective and how it was formed you know when we did our research here it seems like this is kind of the ucla musica mafia right yeah we um it happens to be that we're all close buddies and we all happen to be associated through the um the music the ucla music scene and I started, you know, I've always been writing songs for as long as I could remember, but when I jumped into UCLA, I met a couple of these guys, Nate being one of them, and we started playing in a completely different band. As that progressed, um, we just kind of expanded. I wanted to personally expand the sound, and there's just so many amazing artists and musicians that we had at our disposal at that school, and not only that, is that we all happen to be really close friends. So that's that's how the band kind of started, and we all come from different musical backgrounds, and we all share like a sim like a similar um, goal for music, and we all want to be creative and be unique in our own way, and that's that's kind of what the band is all about. But it, it really starts from keeping the music as the foremost important thing, and trying to be different because we live, I mean, we live in a society in a world that you know it tends to be everything tends to be pretty cyclical and singular, but we kind of want to break away from that and express ourselves in a new, different way. Uh, you call it a collective, uh, and, but it seems like you've got a, a fairly permanent lineup of, of people, or, or is this fluid? Do people come in and out of the uh, the band? No, at this point, we're, we're pretty, you know, there's seven, seven to eight of us that are pretty consistent. Um, mm-hmm. But that that doesn't mean that it's always going to be like that or we're not going to add new people. But at the moment, I think collective is just fitting for us just because we want to keep it, you know, kind of as a group and and we're not, we're open to really anything, but for the most part, there's seven of us that are always playing together. Mm -hmm. Well, now now you, uh, were you about to say something, uh, Nate? Oh no, that was just a, just agreeing. 
<laughs> okay. <All right>. Now, <laughs> yes. uh, um, you guys, uh, the, the band has been in existence for a little over six months. Um, mm-hmm. What has happened in the past six or so months that has caused such a stir? What, what have you been doing to get so many people talking about you? Uh, oh, man. Nate, if you want to grab nope. this one. Oh, jump um, in, Nate. Well, I mean, we've we've been uh, we've been recording a little bit, um, actually a pretty good amount. We recorded a lot last summer, um, and then kind of as we expanded um, the lineup of the group and added horn players, added um, another percussionist, uh, Tyler Wenstrom, who plays uh, percussion and synthesizer. It just kind of um, the writing process changed, and we I don't know we kind of realized uh, internally that there was a chemistry among the people in the band that uh, I think is, is hard to come by. I, I, I played in a lot of bands growing up, um, and I can tell you firsthand that it is not every day that you um, encounter a band of a big band of seven people where everybody's musically and um, emotionally on the same page and intellectually on the same page. And um, as soon as we, I don't know, started feeling that, we, um, we all became pretty invested um, in this project in particular. Um, and yeah, we've just been trying to, to write and play shows and get, um, some of our first music videos out there. Carousel was, uh, I think that was a big kind of kick of momentum for us. Um, the release of that video, which, um, we were, we were fortunate enough to have, um, the beautiful animation for. And so now we're just kind of, uh, continuing to ride this momentum that's come off of that. And we're glad that it's happening at all. Well, we're we're you mentioned Carousel, and we're going to play Carousel. However, I've I've got one up here that I I want to play uh, a little bit of. This is uh, Mister Mister, and I'm told that this is one of the two songs that uh, we're playing today that will be heard on the album. This is uh, Mister yeah. Mister. Now that is a kind of a, um, a complex um, piece of music, or should I say, parts of it are, are complex right. and parts of it are kind of deceptively simple. Uh, you have fitted together the puzzle pieces of a guitar, keyboard, or piano, brass, percussion, and of course vocals. Did that piece emerge organically, or did somebody have to sit down and write it? Well, that song originally came just from just piano and vocals so it's if you listen to it, it it is it is very simple it's a simple song um but with simple songs you can really create elaborate pieces i mean some of the most beautiful works are simple um so that it kind of just started where it, the basic for most of these songs the basis is there and then it just you know when you have amazing musicians and creative minds and not only one or two, but seven of us, that we can all just sit down and create our own little part. You can, you can really create a sophisticated sounding material from, you know, from a simple bass. Um, and, that's, and that's where most, especially Mr. Mister, where, you know, you can play that. I could play that on piano and vocals, and it, it would sound great, but, you know, to really add a string orchestration and to add, you know, Nate's guitar riffs, you know, that these are planned things that we do sit down. And a lot of it, you know, we, we, we like to have our improvisational pieces, but for the most part, we can really sit down and create um, specific parts. Well, in that song, right around uh, the three minute mark, you get into kind of a power rock beat, which is really right. nice. Now, did you throw throw that in because it was so much fun for both the players and the listeners, or did you kind of strategically plan it? No, 
that that would be that that wasn't a strategically planned. That was something. I think that where, was just Nick Velez. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that was just the, drummer, the drummer, just right? Feeling yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, it, it it really works uh, well. Now you mentioned uh, Carousel, so I want to uh, bring uh, uh, bring Carousel in because and, and for our audience, it's not the Broadway musical. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to play a little bit of uh, Carousel here. different of course than Mr. 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 Now when I when I say the title t- to that you know, when I saw the title to that and then I played it I, I had to find the lyrics and make sure I was hearing what, what I thought I was hearing now, you're singing about a lonely hunter on the carousel which is quite an image what, where did that song come from? Yeah lyrically a lot of these songs come from you know I write the music first, so I, you, I create an emotional base for whatever the lyrics, or the lyrics come after. So whatever I was feeling when I was writing that, the lyrics came after that. And and the carousel is just, you know, it kind of breaks down that whole relationship of going back and forth. But, you know, mm-hmm. where carousel comes from is just, you know, a creative way of saying, you know, a back and forth struggle between two people, the runner and the hunter. Yeah, and then and you, of course, you you uh, that metaphor is uh, continued in the, the lines: "We fight in shallow water, we act like we are old friends," which is a, another proof that of what I say that poetry's not dead. We just call it lyrics. Now, uh, right. those lyrics are especially poignant when they're carried by some unbelievable guitar shredding towards the end. And I assume, Nate, that's you. That's that's me. Yes, thank you. Uh, and it's actually, uh, let, let me back up. That's not quite shredding. I'd say it's much more sophisticated and musical than shredding. Now, now what exactly were you doing there? Um, uh, I mean, I come from a, it's funny, my first kind of serious musical pursuit was bluegrass mandolin. Um, and that was before I ever started playing guitar, and I still play mandolin. And um, before I ever played rock music, I was playing bluegrass and jazz Um very intensely, and I still I've actually I study jazz guitar at UCLA, so um, I I have a kind of I guess you would say maybe like a, a bastardized style of guitar that comes from um, really weird kind of uh, origins, and I don't even really remember. I was probably just comping as as we jazz guitarists do, and I um, I have an affinity for for dense um, voicings of chords. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's, that's what I, what's the zone that I was in at the time. Well, it was, it, it was, it was a great zone to be in. Uh, we're talking with, uh, Nick Valentini of the Nick Valentini collective and also, uh, Nate Schwartz, the guitarist with the Nick Valentini collective. You can talk with them or you can phone, you can phone three, four, seven, two, one, five, 75, 11, or you can email. And some of you already have email, but you can email us at music Friday live at gmail.com. Let's go to some of the emails here. Um, yeah. Brand Brandeis uh, or Brandus in Los Angeles says is fusing jazz and rock unusual. It seems like they, that shouldn't be because they both come from the same African music. Is that true? Wow, you know, that's a really good point. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, they come from, yeah, kind of different. They do come from the same African traditions that, I mean, manifested themselves in different ways. But, I mean, rock also um, has a strong British influence. I guess, no, she's right. The um, the vocabulary that people are playing, especially after, um, you know, Miles Davis was doing all this fusion stuff in the 60s, like rock became such a big part of um, 
of the jazz sound and of the popular jazz sound. Um, I guess, no, I guess it's not unusual. Um, I wish that there was more of it, um, but I think we live in a day and age now where um, the the walls between genres are crashing down with the advent of the internet and uh, artists' ability to uh, connect more directly with their fans and combine stuff that people otherwise wouldn't um, be inclined to combine. So is it unusual, I guess? Maybe, but um, yeah, it's true. They do complement each other very well because um, they do come from that, that tradition of um, rebellion and you know they came out of the whole civil rights movement um, in the 60s. So yeah. Um, major in, um, uh, let's see, no, Frankie here in Hollywood wants to know when you were at UCLA, did you study ethnic music? I understand they really teach a lot of it there. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Um, music for me, I, I was never, uh, I was never a music major, but you know, I gravitated towards people who, you know, that was their focus. I didn't study music. Um, I studied cognitive science, but. You know, I felt a pull towards people who wanted to pursue music as a career. Um, and as far as learning, you know, you know, studying ethnic music, uh, I think that you can do a lot of that through listening and just appreciating what other cultures and what other people can create. Um, and that's where that's where kind of the band I feel is at because you know we have this really. We we are this jazz fusion rock band, but at the same time, is that 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 doesn't? I hope it doesn't define us as a band, and I, I don't think it will. I think I think at this point we're open to any style or any form of music, whether that is jazz or rock. Or see, I mean, like Nate comes from a bluegrass. Like I, I want to keep everything open and available, and and, and that's a diff- mm-hmm. that's a difficult thing to do. But I think in today's it, yeah. it requires that everybody's an excellent technician. You, uh, you're sort of like the wrecking crew of the uh, the late 50s, early 60s, which were able to play behind <laughs> virtually everybody there. Um, yeah, the, uh, right. uh, you've got some shows coming up so people can see how open you are. Uh, let's see. You've got one on the 16th at the uh, the Hotel Cafe. Um, right. You've yes, got sir. one coming up at the, the Villains Tavern. Uh, what, what, what night is that one? That is the that is a Thursday on the twenty eighth of April. Okay, and there's one um, in May too, right? Yeah, we have we have a couple in May. There's there's one on the thirteenth in Pasadena. Um, that will be later in the night around six o'clock, and then we have May twenty eighth at the Lost Night, which is in Echo Park. Okay, and where should people go to find out where you're uh, you, you're going to be seen live? Yeah, we we post a lot of stuff. I mean, that's something that we're getting that I'm getting used to. Um, but we're we're posting on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and we have our website. It's just nickvalentini.com. But you can find our Twitter and Instagram just by typing in Nick Valentini Collective. Okay, so uh, go to their Facebook page or Instagram page. Uh, I follow their Instagram page, and uh, it, it's lots of fun. Uh, and that will tell you not only where they're going to play, but also um, where their music's available, when it's going to be available. Now, speaking of their music available, here is another one of those upcoming songs. This is called Writer's Block. I've been playing long cuts because your songs 
go through kind of adventures. They they start in one place and then kind of move around through a lot of different places. They are adventures, as a matter of fact. Now, first of all, I want to ask you, in that song, do I hear a flute coming in there kind of briefly? Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Okay. All right. He's now, I know. playing the whole time. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, I, yeah. There's at one point in which it sort of moves up and it's uh, very obvious. Yeah. Now I want to talk about the, the, the subject. Um, it's not writer's block in that I can't write. It's you are a writer on the block. Now, are yeah. all musicians uh, writers on the block, so to speak, uh, or is there a particular kind of block that uh, you're singing about on this one that you're on? No, it, it's kind of, this one was kind of fun. It, it's kind of a clever pun. It, it was just something that me and my buddy were talking about. Um, it's just, it's a bunch of riders on rider's block, but they're actually on a street called rider's block. So the idea is that there's a bunch of artists on a particular street called rider's block and they all have rider's block. And it's just, you know, it's just a story of a bunch of riders together that can't, you know, they say we're all in this together. And the moment they realize that they're all stuck that they all they can all begin to write again. Okay, all right, good. I'll go along with that. We've got, we've got some more emails here. Um, Major in New York City wants to know who are your favorite jazz musicians? Uh, who are the people who inspire oh, wow. you? I heard somebody uh, mention Miles Davis. Is he one of them? Love Miles Davis. Um, yeah, lately I've been on a huge uh, Charles Mingus and Eric Dolphy kick. Um, we actually, um, the, the last person we asked about ethnic music, um, everybody except for Nick Valentini is um, or was an ethnomusicology major at UCLA. I'm a, currently a student in, of the ethnomusicology program, so we all um, uh, You might want to explain to, what, uh, why don't you so tell our audience yeah. what ethnomusicology funny, is? Because ethnomusicology, when you type it into a word document, gets the little red squiggly line under it that indicates that it's not a real word, so it's a... Uh, it's basically the, uh, I mean, looking at music, um, how it functions so, uh, sociologically and anthropologically in, um, in cultures all around the world um, and how it functions as a part of their, um, their social institutions. Okay. All right. Um, sorry I had to interrupt you there. That's that uh, no, I know no, what it is, but I have a feeling that most of my, uh, my listeners may not have heard that uh, before. So, uh, My parents still don't to... really know what it is. <laughs> but as long as they pay tuition, who cares? Huh? Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I put a dollar through college. I know about that. All right. Uh, we're, we've got time for one more song. Um, and actually, the song is telling us that we don't have time because this is no time for tomorrow. Time for today. Uh, was was that a song that um, quickly? Because we only have about one minute left. Uh, was that yeah. a song that you guys uh, wrote um, uh, before the coffee kicked in in the morning? And uh, that was that's one of our earlier written pieces. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a nice, quick and easy song that was written. But I can't remember exactly when the time okay. of day. But yeah, it sounds that sounds about right. Well, it, it works good for if if you have one of those alarm clocks that plays music. That's a, a good a good song to start with. Well, uh, Nick, <laughs> we are, are officially out of time, uh, Nick and Nate, and uh, so we're not going to get a chance to talk about your big band, Nate, when you oh, uh, are out there. Uh, just for our audiences, uh, particularly our Southern California audience, uh, Nate has a twenty-five piece big band, and uh, for those of you who like big bands, uh, you you should. Uh, keep your eye open what's the name of the band uh, nate just nate schwartz jazz orchestra and it's got a lot of the guys in the collective playing on the album okay. we just released which is called exploration 
That's the Nate Schwartz Jazz Orchestra, so keep your your eyes open for that one. Uh, uh, Nick Valentini, the album uh, will be out this summer, I understand, right? Yeah, late July, early August. Okay, and we've heard two songs from it, so our audience has an idea of, of what to look for. Where, uh, tell our audience again where to go specifically to get your music and to find out where you're going to play. For all the information purposes, just go on our Facebook, type in Nick Valentini Collective, like the page, and we'll, you'll have all the information there. Okay, all right. In the meantime, you can catch them at the Hotel Cafe and at the Villains Tavern. Check, Like he said, check their Facebook page and sign up for notifications of their gigs. Uh, we have to take a break right now. When we return, Salme comes back for a full interview, and we're going to debut two songs not heard anywhere else. So don't go away. You are not going to want to miss this. She's always a great guest. World Arts brings the entire music world together on one global stage. We give artists the tools to sell and license their music, interact with industry pros, and play live to a whole new audience. Wherever they are on their journey, we want artists to get paid for what they create. At World Arts, fans can discover new songs, get exclusive rewards, and crowdfund projects for artists. Brands can offer opportunities for artists to create original content that fans can instantly vote on and share. World Arts is the global music platform where we can all rise above the noise. Take your career to the next level. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. And we are back at Music Friday Live. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, and of course, we always want to hear from you. You can call us at 347-215-7511, or you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Very quickly, I, have a, I want to tell you about our great sponsor. That would be Solar City, and you know that solar power is a huge win-win for homeowners, but a lot of you are reluctant to take the plunge into solar because, you know, there's upfront cost. Well, with Solar City, you can go solar for zero upfront cost on approved credit. That's right. Solar City will come out. They will install a solar system on your home for free, and you only pay for the power you use, you know, just like you do from the utility company. But your bills are lower because the sun is making a lot of that power for you, as much as half of your electricity in some cases. Solar City pays for the system. It ensures the system. It maintains the system. All you have to do is sit back and enjoy those savings. And I did install solar on my house, and we did sit back and enjoy the savings, all right? It really works. So if you've been ready for solar, but solar hasn't been ready for you, it is now at Solar City, America's number one clean energy provider. How do you find out? Well, I'm going to give you a phone number. You knew that, so you have your pen and pencil ready. 909-618-6937. That's 909-618-6937. And when you um, you call in, tell them I sent you, and you'll get a deduction. You'll get a reduction. You'll get a discount on your bill. That's 909-618-6937. Well, last week we talked briefly with our next guest uh, about her new single, 12345, and the album she has in the works right now. Salme Dahlstrom, also known as Salme, is an electronic dance music rock artist based in the New York City area. And even if you haven't bought one of her albums or streamed her music, which you should have done by now, you have still heard her on movies and TV and ads where she excels at licensing her music. Now, we only had a few minutes to talk with her last week, so I asked her to come back today and tell us about the full album coming up. Coming up, And she not only said yes, but she's going to premiere two of the songs here with us today. Salme, welcome back to Music Friday Live. Thanks for taking the time to come back. Thanks for having me, Patrick. It's great to be back. Well, before we talk about the new single and the new album, uh, could you just help out this West Coast boy a little bit and all of our listeners west of New Jersey? What is the scene like where people listen to your music? What, what is the scene like? 
Yeah, we understand that there's these big parties in New York where your music is, is played or music like yours is played. Uh, I, yeah, you know, I, I, I have to say I, I suppose those parties aren't very different from parties anywhere or, you know, around the world. Um, as David Lee Roth said, you get enough people together, you have your own little city and you create your chaos. Um, but uh, but we have these nice loft buildings, you know, in New York City with, with with a lot of industrial buildings that you know aren't being used or or so on and so forth. And so we we have these huge loft parties where, you know, DJs come and play and 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 bands play sometimes. And and um, so that's pretty much the scene in New York and has been for a while. It's it's pretty cool. You go to those, right? It happens, yes. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, we have a, a great picture of you sitting in your, in your production studio surrounded by, frankly, more equipment than I have in my broadcast booth. Now, I take it that's where you make, you ma- you make your magic? Yes. You can never have too much equipment, whatever they say. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, know, you know, no, joking, joking aside, though, I, I'm a lab rat. I, I, got, I got into the music business because I wanted to write songs and perform and, and, you know, move people, you know, either in a good or a bad way. But then as a second bonus, I, I really got interested in how the music was put together, what the job of a producer and engineer and mixer and programmer was. And um, I found out that I, I really loved that part of it. And, I, I, you know, I started doing it. I wasn't very good at it in the beginning, I'd say, but I've gotten good at it because I was really passionate about it, and I spent a lot of time doing it. And these days, I, I, I love being in the studio and just creating something new. Well, it, it certainly shows, not only in the picture of you in the studio, but in, in what it is you create there. And, and I understand what you say about the equipment. I, I've looked at some of the catalogs that are put out of equipment that you can use to create the kind of music yeah. you do. And um, you know, you can equip a small university with some of the things that are yeah. out there. Well, the fun thing is that you can, you can use a lot of gear, or you could these days use your laptop and headphones and, and make something great as well. What it really boils down to is what, whatever works for you. So sometimes yeah. when I read interviews, um, I read an interview with William Orbit, who produced Madonna's Ray of Light. And mm. he's an old-school guy. So and and he listed what equipment he made that album on and it's ridiculous. It's it's old and nothing that I would ever use today, but you know, I realize it works for him. He knows how how to work that with the back of his hand. So he's comfortable and that's how he can make his magic happen. And 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 so, you know, a lot of gear, little gear, whatever works for you, just go with it is what I say. There's um, an, an article um, I, I read this this week, uh, uh, written by the engineer for one of the the, the big clubs here in Los Angeles. It's uh, entitled uh, Seven Things You Can Do uh, That Musicians Can Do to Make Their Engineers Happy." And the number one thing was, if you're into a lot of gear, know how to use it, because apparently a lot of people <laughs> like to buy stuff and don't know how to use it. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm sure that's not it's you. True. Sometimes you can feel safe, safety in numbers, I guess, but it, it's absolutely true, and and it's fun. I mean, I don't, I don't actually have that much stuff. I, I'm guessing the picture I have is from some studio we we mixed in, but I, I do have my fair share. I don't well, buy that much new stuff anymore, but when I do, I do it because I really, you know, I was had been reading about this new synth or sampler or whatever it is and 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 then i sit for a week and i try out every little thing on it you know oh you said i i, I hope that one of these days you get to come to la to nam where there are floors of all the equipment that you can you can look at and try out and people there to to help you um well let's yeah. talk about the new album all right let's. Uh, the, yeah let's um now you've got it in the works and it's it's the last installment of the pop propaganda series uh is that right Yes, it's been a much longer road and than I anticipated, and it all started really because I was I was putting an album together a couple of years ago, and I had done, um, you know, sketch demos of the ideas I had in my head, and I played them for my manager at the time, and I said, well, this, they're very different. The songs they're almost like three 
they don't go together on an album. What do I do? It's more like three different sounds. And he goes, well, I'll just put out three EPs. It'll be quick and it'll be fun for everyone. Yeah, it wasn't quick, but it was fun. <laughs> I'll say that. But so it took a lot of lo- longer. And of course, the, a lot of the songs I had sketched out in the beginning and the idea kind of changed over time as it should. And so, but, you know, I made a promise to put out three of these. And so this is number three. It'll come out June 10th and it's called Elevation Junkie. Elevation Junkie. Well, we happen to have, uh, thanks to your generosity, a couple of songs from that. So we're going to play. I think this is one of those songs. This is called Fly Like That. But most importantly, let's make sure to have fun. interesting um i i can't see how anybody listening to your music isn't having fun right oh okay well thank you now, well it's more you, to set the tone for the entire album and it's not even an ep at this point it, it turned into like a 12 song album um that's a big album but yes well and a lot of people are putting EPs. out 10 now yeah something mm-hmm. like that but uh, so, you know, the first pop propaganda was more like, okay, very dance heavy. And then the second one dealt with soul, electronic soul, as it may be. And, and this time I said, hey, you know, let's just have fun. Let's stir some stuff up. Let's walk through the fire and not around it. And let's just see what happens. Well, the other thing I like least about what I've heard in, in this song is that there's a lot more of your voice in this. And, and you've got a great voice. And, and I really liked it to, to hear how you use your voice to pull all these elements together. And, and it's just fun for me. <laughs> well, that's, that's great. I mean, I, I like, I love to sing. Um, and, and, you know, so, I mean, that's what I do as a performer, you know, besides yeah. playing instruments and all that stuff. So it, I, I love using my, my vocal cords as an instrument and work that, but having an album of 10 to 12 songs with the same voice is not as interesting to me at times as when you have several different singers working together, be it Fleetwood Mac or even a boy band or or Kiss or Beatles. It makes it a little more interesting for me. So I like to invite uh, guest vocalists in to sing with me from time to time, which on Fly Like That, uh, Cole, who sang on Come On You All, came in and did some vocals with me. No, I completely agree with you. Did do you ever pr- produce for other people? Um, a little bit. I mean, I've been fortunate enough to be fairly busy just keeping up my own machine. But we're we're gonna get to the first single, which is one, two, three, four, five, later on. Mikey who sings with me on that song, his band The Cav, I produced um, uh-huh. and wrote a okay. song for for instance and I've done some stuff with Cole and that's one of the ways how I meet great vocalists I do a couple of projects here and there and you go oh you have an interesting voice maybe can I record you you know can we do something <laughs> you do have an interesting voice and and uh, let's like listen it. to a little more but this like is a uh, Lux I like Punk it. I love it Give me, give me more. I like it, I love it, I like it, I love it, I like it, I love it. Give me, give me, give me more. I like it, I love it, I like it, I love it, I like it, I love it. Give me, give me, give me more. I like it, I love it, I like it, I love it, I love it. I love it. Give me, give me, give me more. I like it, I love it, I like it, I love it, I love it. 
Well, I think that that should be the the theme for the the new album. Gimme, gimme, gimme more. I like it. I love it. Okay. And <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, that's going to be on the new album. So folks uh, should go to your website, which is asamiland.com, and sign up for notifications. Um, uh, I've always been curious. Uh, when I go out to clubs here in LA, uh, there are DJs playing albums like yours, which have real lyrics, and your albums have real lyrics in them. They're not just a few words electronically repeated over and over again. There are always fans who sing along while they dance. Um, now you write, like I said, you write real lyrics, uh, like the words in that song. How do you encourage your your fans to learn your words, or do you? I, I no, they just do it, and uh, it's it's a great thrill when you do see or meet somebody who goes, oh, you know, they, they'll read your lyrics back to you, or you go to a club and you see people actually singing along, or. You know, I don't perform live that much anymore, but when you did and, and you see that people recognize what you're doing, it, it's a great feeling. We are talking with Salme about her new single and her upcoming album. Uh, you can talk with her, too. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com, or you can call in at 347-215-7511. I actually have a, a couple of emails here. Um, uh, Remy from New York City wants to know, are there any DJs who use a lot of your music? Uh, yes. And and now I should name some names, right? Well, I yes. worked with a, a bunch of, of, of DJs when I've done the, the remix stuff, the dance remixes. I had remixes for Kamaniol, and I did dance remixes for um, a song of mine called So Delicious that went top ten on the Billboard dance chart. Um, so, uh, I'm sure you're all familiar with Junior Vasquez. Um, he's, I uh, am. he was one of Madonna's go-to guys. Yeah. He, uh-huh. he did a remix for me and he, he plays my stuff and I love him to death. He's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet and what a professional, um, you know, so there's, there's plenty of them out there. Uh, Masi and DeLeon, uh, Club Jumpers, done some stuff with them. Brad Smith. So, so uh, people who want to hear your music live and dance, uh, they should follow particular DJs? That work they should way? go up and nag whoever their favorite DJ is to play my stuff. <laughs> and, and there's $20 in it for, from, from me to them if they do it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to remember who the, the real customer is here. <laughs> okay. Yes, absolutely. It's called promotion, people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, there's an interesting question that just came in from um, Beanie uh, in St. Uh, Louis. said, you've mentioned Gaga a couple of times. How influential is Gaga and her team throughout the music scene in New York City? Well, New York City is, is a different animal. You know, the scene here, a lot of people say we haven't had a good music scene in New York for, for decades, you know. Um, since Max Kansas City closed or something like that. but um, And I, I may disagree with him, but, I mean, Gaga grew up here, as far as I know it, but I don't think her music has that much to do with with New York, more than with the fact that she's a fantastic songwriter and a great performer, and, you know, this is where she lived, and she took the grittiness of the city and put it into her songs. But there was I don't think she was part of a scene in the city, as far as I know. You'd have to ask her, but... As far as I okay, know. well, yeah. As soon as I can get her on the show, I'll do that. Right? Yeah, you should. Right. Yeah, right. I'd like to. Um, Marcy in Salt Lake. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Wants to know what's a remix. A remix is when you, let's say, you hear a song on the radio by Lady Gaga, for instance, and it, it is that three-minute um, pop radio version, the one you get on the album, uh, but then what they do is they take the vocals from that song and they give it out to a certain number of DJs or remixers who will take the vocals, the acapella, so to speak, and they will create a new track around it that sounds completely different from the original. And usually the, it's the dance track. So you'll have the, you know, something that will go well over in a club. Um, and you can even take a, like a ballad an, or, that's originally a ballad, like Whitney Houston or something, a ballad, and, once you just take the vocals, you can put a dance beat underneath it, and it becomes a completely different song. 
So, Marcy, I, w- I would advise you to go to um, samiland.com and take a listen to some of the uh, the music there, and you'll hear a remix. Do you, get, you got a particular one you want to direct her to, Sami? Um, I think you should check out the Kamanyo remixes. should make you okay. happy on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> okay. Well, something that makes me happy on a Friday morning as, it, as it's here, uh, Friday afternoon there, is my favorite song of yours. This is Bodies in Motion. This song is so good. It's so cinematic. Uh, I, I just love it. I, I could uh, hum to it all day. In fact, I do some days. Now, where did the instrumentation for that come from? Oh, that's just me having fun in the studio. You know, it's some some. I try to write a lot of stuff where at the end of the day, I'll, I'll say, all right, I got 30 minutes, and I'll start playing around with samples and just see what comes up, almost like free association. Um, you know, and that was one of the skeletons that that turned out good and that I built on. I like to have a lot of electronic instruments, really hard-hitting, snappy beats, but then I always want real instruments, too, so there's a lot of uh, guitar on this one that Mm -hmm. I even managed to play myself, Uh, you know, so I mix it up with organic instruments, and I like the mix of those, too. Uh, You know, you you mentioned that that, you like to have or uh, instruments that you put on and, and you actually learn to play guitar is the, the way you work or the way people who do what you do work is you, you have a lot of, of samples of different kinds of, uh, of instruments in, in a, a computer file and you bring those together with live stuff that you record yourself or other people record for you. Yeah, I I mean that's how I work. I, I play a bunch of instruments. I started playing piano when I was five, so I have that. And then I I played guitar and I played uh, drums. So I have a pretty good understanding of all those instruments and can play them, which also leads to you you're able to play bass and you know stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So in my case, I like to play instruments i might cut i might once i've recorded them i cut them up and i sample pieces of them and and i tweak them and i do stuff but they they're they're generated from something that i played um i also use samples played by other people um Mm. not every producer does both some rely only on on samples that they have they don't create their own but i do enjoy doing that you know since i play instruments and i well, okay. All right. I, you know, I'd, I'd love, and I don't know, maybe you've done the video. It'd be kind of nice to have a, to, to be able to watch you put a song together. Have you ever done a video of that? No, maybe I should. I should do like one of those GoPro things. Yeah. I'll yeah, think I about it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we've got time for, for one more song and you mentioned this earlier and, and I do want to play it. Uh, this And actually I think we saved the best for last. This is your new single, a collaboration with uh, Mikey P. This is one, two, three, four, five.
I'm I'm dancing here in the studio. <laughs> right? That is such nice. a, a great piece of music. That was so much fun. Now, now, how did that? We, we've got a couple of minutes here. How did the two of you get together and and put out a song together? Oh, Mikey P has a band called The Cav, who are um, who are sort of the black eyed peas of New Jersey. A very cool bunch of characters, and I we got together because I produced a song for them. And uh, so when I was, I wanted to do like a summary, a little more laid back. I wouldn't call it a ballad, but, uh, you know, more of a laid back summer song. And and I had the track and I was like, Mikey would be perfect for this. He is a very fun, loving, tongue in cheek character. And I just thought he would bring, you know, the right flavor to the song, which he did. I, I love what he did on this song. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's a classic. That's, that's an evergreen song as far as I'm concerned. Uh, is, is that his band? Are we hearing uh, his band uh, in there? Uh, no, it's just him. He's he's a just rapper. Okay. You know? All right. um, and he actually, uh, just to promote him, I think he has an album coming out on Tommy Boy Records this year. Yeah. So everybody should check it out. He's a really cool rapper. And so check out, check it out. Okay, well, we uh, we are about out of time here, uh, and as always, it's it's been a lot of fun to talk with you, and I always learn stuff when I talk with you too. You uh, you're such oh, a great guest. Well, 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 thank you, thank you for coming back and and giving us uh, uh, your time. Your time. Uh, tell us again where people should go to get your music. Go to soulmayland.com. Sign up for the mailing list. I'll keep you posted. And the new album, Elevation Junkie, comes out June 10th. I'm going to start releasing uh, songs for preview here in the next few weeks. So definitely sign up for the mailing list so you don't miss out. And I hope you like it. Oh, well, I don't. We, we've heard two songs uh, from it already. And uh, already I know I like it. So, again, thank you. Uh, thank you so much. And I'm looking forward to the whole album coming out. And when it does come out, maybe you can come back on for two or three minutes and, uh, and, and tell us about it. I would love to. Okay. Well, thank you. That's uh, Salme Dahlstrom or just uh, Salme. And download the new single with Mikey P. It's called 12345. You can get it at uh, Salme Land. You can also go to, go to iTunes. And you can also stream her on uh, Spotify, too. So the, the website, again, is SalmeLand.com. And sign up for the notification there for when the new album is out in June and when you can hear some of the, uh, the new songs. While you're there, if you haven't already, add Pop Propaganda 1 and 2 to your playlist. You'll be glad you did because Salme's music just keeps you moving. Well, you've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Hepernan from the CyberStation USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates. If you like our Facebook page and you follow our Twitter feed, you'll get real-time updates on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen, our program director is Jason Bartlebin, and our intern is Angeline Serrano. You can download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com Music Friday, and you can also download podcasts on iTunes. Next Friday, be here because our guests are going to be the online phenomenon from Canada, electronic rock creator Jessica Dawn, and L.A.'s torch song queen Irene Diaz. So check out our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we're going to keep you up to date on those guests. And meanwhile, have a great musical weekend. And it's going to be another beautiful day here on planet Earth. From planet Earth. From planet Earth.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.